I should mention all system are go. We can start anytime. <laughs> yeah. So we start now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, uh, we we've done this gimmick too many times already. <laughs> Minute inspiration from Facebook. None. Facebook is a cesspool. <laughs> What? <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, shit. Sorry, that was my buddy screaming. Edward, <laughs> take note. Edward, take note. Welcome to Tired Don't Look, the Gaming with This Podcast, episode 29. <laughs> episode 29. Holy shit! Random people screaming. Now, no. Uh, we 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 should put a soundboard of random people screaming. Want to break out? Oh my god! Film me flashbacks. Uh, introducing. <laughs> introducing the panel. We have one Amirul, one Celo. Wamu. Next, we have Daniel Celo. Celo. And of course, we have Anan over there. Celo. Kono dia dah. <laughs> and I am Amira Bekronos Ashraf and I have no idea of what mm-hmm. Jojo reference to do. So I shall mention that only. So, yeah. Your Jojo reference uh, is Jojo reference. Is, <laughs> my Jojo reference is uh, questioning is that uh, Jojo reference which has been questioned a few times and we've done the recursive thing. And so, what do we have to talk about this episode? I I think you know we spend a lot of time talking on this podcast. We never ask the audience how they're doing. How are you guys? Uh huh. That's really cool. <laughs> cool. Okay, so now back onto this. Back onto this show. <laughs> man, Dora. I, I got Dora and Blue's Clues flashbacks, man. I I can't believe I was screaming at the TV for quite some time before I realized. Oh, course they cannot listen. God. Anyway, so what do you guys do the past two weeks? Who wants to start first? Who wants to be on the bed? Ah, uh, well, wait. Do we have any follow up from last week though? First mm, off, none whatsoever. That this it, podcast is that, severely lacking in follow up. Um, there's some in the news, some stuff that we hinted at that we're going to talk about, but that that will be reserved for later. Any new stuff for now? Uh well I get no we do have one piece of follow up Mac how's the laptop? Ah uh, okay I was going to avoid that but here we go. The Acer Predator Triton 500, the review is up, and I have spent an excessively amount of time playing games on that laptop. I have uh I I guess Acer has basically what do you say? How do you put it into words? I've put 40 hours into Warframe. Acer has enabled my Warframe addiction. That's the one I want to say. So thank you. Thank you, I guess, Acer, for the opportunity to be to try the best loot shooter around for free. The um, most important question. How did it hold up on the Le The Le Mans uh, test, yes. Yeah, oh, the Le Mans uh, 24 hours test. So basically, to for you guys who are not aware, the way we do battery tests is that we 
put on YouTube uh, a video of the Le Mans 24 hours endurance race. There's a full uh, 25, 25 hours uh, of footage on YouTube. I put that on full screen and on the brightest of display. I leave it there on the side and it clocked around for two uh four hours and a half. Four hours and a half. Uh-huh. Not bad. Hours. Not bad. And average usage uh is estimated around eight hours, so that's a stress test. And I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's doing okay with the batteries. Uh, apparently I have discovered that uh you know how we have some concerns about the heat. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Do not play the. Do not use the laptop on your left at all. That thing gets hot. Not kind so of. So we're not going to see little Max in the future. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that that is still working. I can assure you of that. But the thing is, uh, if you put in on ultra for like, like extended sessions for gaming, like four to five hours. It will be going. The system temperature goes up to 90 degrees Celsius. So, do not play on a hot day. Put an aircon on. Put a laptop cooler stand or something on top, and then you should don't be fine. Don't put laptop on your balls. Oh no! <laughs> Never, especially with an a uh, laptop with an RTX. This thing is hot. <laughs> Maybe invest in the new controller, perhaps. <laughs> But but it's not hot on the surface. I mean, if you put on your your on your fingertips the WASD, that's the coolest part of the of the surface. The palm rest mm. gets a bit. Uh, you can feel some warmth there. But the WASD, no problems, no scalding whatsoever. That's good to know. Mm. Uh, other than that, uh, I think the Triton 500 is a good deal if you're looking for an RTX laptop at the time. At this time. It is one of the cheapest of the RTX laptops you have, but by cheap, I mean six thousand seven hundred and ninety-nine ringgit cheap. It's premium, basically. It's premium cheap. Yeah, for a premium uh, tier, it's cheap. Mm. Uh, so I guess I have to just mention the the thing on the docket, which is I just I was just gonna talk about the quick buying guide on a new gaming laptop. If you are in the business. In the, how you put it? If in you are looking for... in the market for a new laptop, yes, that's the word. Uh, WTB. Here's my recommendations. First, just look at the CPU, GPU, RAM, and storage. This is the four pillars of how good your game will run. Uh, look at CPU. Is it i5 or i7? Doesn't matter. Look at the generation. It should be Gen 8. You know this by looking at i5 dash. Then dash, and then you will see the number the next number. to it. Yeah, the, f- the first, first number. number. The first of the four numbers. It should be eight there. Eight gen is okay. Don't don't matter if it's a higher or lower variant between there. But just consider that i7 is mostly useful if you use a lot of uh, multimedia use, uh, creative use, as in you render videos or you play strategy games. That's uh, CPU intensive stuff. You can hmm. totally play on an, an i5. The the laptop, the Triton 500, is running at 144 uh, FPS or or frame on an i5. Doesn't matter. Hmm. AMD should be have the same nomenclature: Ryzen 5 and Ryzen 7. <coughs> 
So you'll know the tiers lah. Five is mid range, seven is the higher range. Ah, uh, what else? GPU. Okay, right now, as I said, RTX is not really something that everyone should buy right now. Even though Nvidia really wants everyone to buy right now, because how dare you? Nvidia said I need RTX. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean to be fair, the RTX is basically a big step up. I think that the performance of the RTX 2060 is comparable, if not better, than the GTX 1070. Anand, can you confirm that? Sorry. Uh... Can can you say it again? The RTX 2060's uh base yeah. performance should be com- comparable or if not better than a GTX 1070. Yes. Uh. So that oh, is may, it, it may be touched on 1080. In fact. Uh, and that mm-hmm. displays the pricing lah, which is like what a thousand ringgit step higher than usual when you when you expect from a laptop. So that's the thing, and RTX games, at least for now, at the time of this recording, there are still only four games with RTX on: Anthem, <laughs> Battlefield Five, uh, Metro Exodus, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. If you don't have these four games, well, you're not using RTX. The the extra cost, I guess. So, if you want to invest in the future, fine. But if you want to get a good value. Wait a bit. Let's wait mm. for the GTX 1660 cards. The 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 non RTX versions coming for uh for laptops. As for AMD, the RX 560 is decent, but that's like entry level to okay. No, entry level to mid range level of good. Maybe find hmm. maybe find a 570, but it's a bit rare to find these days, lah. Because there are not many AMD laptops around with high performance in Malaysia, at least. RAM hmm. never never go for four gig RAMs. It should be eight gig minimum. Never Windows 10 runs like crap on four. And <laughs> and apparently, I've discovered that if you that some uh, retailers that if you look for to buy a laptop that's that is set up with 4 gigs they'll recommend you to upgrade to 8 so minimum is 8 if you can upgrade to 16 that's future proof storage uh, if you can see the the HDD speed if it's just 5 uh, 5400 RPM that's going to be a bit trouble because it's pretty slow recommended is 720 uh, 720 7200 RPM. If it has SSD, nice. Even even like 128 gig or SSD is fine because you just need Windows to run on the fastest thing. You do not want a Windows 10 running on a 5400 RPM hard disk. No bad experience. Mm. That's that's the most the biggest reason why people upgrading to Windows 10 thinks it's lagging and wants to up- downgrade back to Windows 7. <laughs> that's the biggest reason. Mm. And the rest are stuff that you need to look into review. Is the screen big enough? The screen has good response or not? Is it hot? Those stuff are very subjective. You cannot just look at, uh, just look at the spec sheet. Also, the best value for money you can get for a gaming laptop should be starting at four thousand to 
around the range of 4,000 to 5,000 should be nice. That's the nice sweet spot for value. Uh, above mm. that is premium. Above 8,000 is ridiculous. Don't throw that much money, man. Don't throw... The ultra premium deluxe. <laughs> the <that laughs> ultra premium deluxe collector edition. <laughs> and 3,000 and lower are basically entry level. Entry level which basically saying that you can run Dota and the rest of those sort of games but not much else. Don't expect to play Wizard 3 on there. So there you go. I guess that's the rundown of the laptop guys that I need to do. Yeah, sounds yeah. sounds like if you're if you're looking for a new laptop, then that's a very like a very conclusive way to figure out like what's a good laptop for you. Yeah, because I keep on getting asked, uh, oh Mac, uh, what's a good laptop? Ah, uh? uh, okay, first budget. Budget uh below three thousand. Oh, okay, we we <laughs> we have to talk because a lot of my friends are not really that of that much of a gamer, but they really want to think of oh, uh, what's a good gaming laptop right now? But that's not too pricey. Uh, the fact is, it it will always be pricey. It will always be, but there's a sweet spot for that. You don't have mm. to spend like eight thousand. No, that's just ridiculous. I get I get the same questions too at uni. My classmates like to come up to me and go like, "Hey, like you know, like can you tell me like what's what good computer to buy?" I'm like, "Dude, I fucking use a Mac. What makes you think I know what a good computer is?" <laughs> so there you go. That's that's laptops, huh? That's laptop top. I we, so we can totally move on. Hmm? Uh, oh yeah, I was I was gonna say like you know this segment of the podcast is usually where we talk about games, right? We talk about the games we've been playing and all that stuff. I have not played shit in the past two weeks. Mm. Uh, I mean, I played Devil May Cry, but I don't have anything more to say about Devil May Cry than has already been said about Devil May Cry. Uh, just one quick question: Bloody Palace, yo. Bloody Palace is good. It's just uh, it's not co-op like we were hoping. Ah, uh, okay, yes. But it added something that I forgot I wanted, which is uh, so it's a wave-based thing. You clear waves and then uh, add to your score timer, which goes up the more the better you do. All right. So you can replay any mission that you've any floor that you've already cleared in the warm-up mode. Which means that Devil May Cry 5, assuming you are good enough to unlock it, now has the boss rush mode. Because you can fight all the individual bosses as any character. Oh, cool. Boss rush mode. That's a good way to put it. Alright. Cool, cool. But you, have, but you have to clear the floor in Bloody Palace first. Mm. Also, you can pause your challenge now. Like, in case you have to go, like, you have to go out or whatever, you, you can suspend and come back and do the thing. So people have said that they they save scum it where they if they fail the thing they delete their save that they save data on the PS4 and then re-download the old data from the cloud and then <laughs> my god <laughs> that's too much work for me so I so I'm not doing that but yeah. Uh, and you get a you get a new taunt for each of the three characters if you if you can clear all hundred and one floors, and you also get three million red orbs for completing it, which oh gets God. you the it it's just enough to buy you the ex taunt 
from the store, which so you're going to have to clear bloody palace like three times if you want to get if you want to get the achievement for unlocking everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I haven't done shit this past two weeks. Thankfully, you know what I have been doing. I got into Ultraman. Ultraman. To be. To be specific, I got into the new manga, the new from 2013 one, the one with the mecha suit, Ultraman, because I wanted to read it before the new Netflix series came out. Netflix series just came out like three days ago, as of this recording. Uh, The manga is great. You know, it's like the art is gorgeous. The plot is actually quite interesting. So what the hell happened with the Netflix show? Typical Hollywood. It's it follows the manga more or less, tapi macam tak ada style, you know. Huh. Like it, it just feels dull. It's <laughs> despite the fact like things are happening from the manga, like the plot, it's not one to one from the manga, contrary to what some people on Tumblr said. Uh, but it's they've changed a few things. They do the Iron Man face close-up where they show the face inside the helmet with the HUD over it and everything. Oh shit, now you uh, put it I... that way. I didn't realize Ultraman is basically Japanese Tony Stark. <laughs> 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 well, not really, but, but, but yeah, reductively, you can think it about it. Think it like that. Ultraman the new, the new one is, yeah. Uh, the new one is especially like... It's very heavily based off of Iron Man, like mm. the the way the suit works and stuff. Yeah, not talking and about then... Ultraman Taro. Those are very different. <laughs> oh, there is a Taro character in the manga. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, all the other characters wearing Ultraman suits are all, like, loosely based off of other Ultraman. My favorite is the guy who pilots the Ultraman version 7. You know, sneakily, uh, sneakily looks like Ultra Seven. His name is also Dan Moroboshi. So, uh, he is my favorite character because one, his suit looks like a fucking knight suit. Oh god! And he's got a sword. <laughs> and Can't secondly, secondly, he's a fucking asshole, and I love him. <laughs> his uh. And I don't want to spoil the manga, but like, he literally like, he is a great character when he's first introduced, and he progressively gets better as the anime as the manga goes on. I haven't reached the part with him in the in the Netflix show yet because it's it's really like I just cannot get through it if that makes any sense. Also, because like the facial animation is really weird. And and the fact that they keep doing the helmet cut in the you know the view from inside the helmet thing makes it even worse because now I have to look at this guy's face plastered on a screen. God fucking damn! It. I'm just because it's not in the manga. That's the worst part. It's not in the manga. The manga doesn't do the face cut always. It's just oh come on man! Like you. You design the Ultraman suit to look so cool, and then you have to cut away the helmet. And there's this, there's this bit in like I think the fifth episode, yeah, 
where because you know his his identity is supposed to be secret but because he just beat the big bad like he's on the floor and his helmet is off and there are people around but apparently no one sees him (laughs) and they added this thing like that's not in the manga where he can like teleport his suit over him because that's that's an actual plot point in the manga is that he can't he can't do that. that. He needs to run back to base, put on the suit, and come back out. But at least he has a magical girl transformation now. <laughs> I've been talking over this with my brother. I think part of the reason I'm being so harsh on the new Ultraman series is because I watched Gridman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was so, thinking about that too. For those of you, if you really like like old cool tokusatsu stuff, watch SSSS Gridman like from last season it is amazing and it's mostly in 2d i, I think the grid man segments are in 3d i can't tell i know there's some cg portions of it anyways but it looks great it feels great you know not like this and it's even worse because the manga is so good like i i should send you some panels from the manga later to put in the to put in the video version of this podcast because the art is fucking amazing um, and uh, I may or may not want to buy a model kit of the new Ultra Seven. Just saying, because he looks really fucking good. I... And the model kit, the model kit kind of doesn't justice. Yeah, I'm looking at all the model kits. They are pretty good. It looks really good, and I'm. I think I need to pick this up. I mean, the manga. <laughs> it's a, yeah, the, hmm. the manga is really good. It's about like seventy chapters in right now. Uh, funny enough, uh, Cash, previously on this podcast, uh, he got me into the Ultraman manga. He was like, "No, no, no, dude, don't, don't bother. Like, I don't know about the Netflix show, but read the manga. You'll, you'll appreciate it more." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Now I'm just like, "Cash, I have caught up to the manga. We need to talk about the latest chapter." And he's like, "I haven't caught up yet. No, dude. <laughs> 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 people because the master." <laughs> You cannot compete with someone who is off of who has like six months free and so can binge read manga in one go. God damn. Uh so no contact spoilers. Speaking of the Ultra Seven suit. So his whole thing is the guy doesn't have superpowers, right? Right. Unlike uh the main character. So his suit has to constantly get upgrades to compete. And one of the upgrades is the most Warframe shit ever, where he's just like, I'm going to get two giant laser cannons. That's the whole upgrade. You know what, Wam? Now I, now I know why I, I'm liking the things I see so far. It looks like a Warframe, right? Exactly. You know, when I saw Ultra 7, when you say Ultra 7, I look at it, my first thought, is that Excalibur? <laughs> he doesn't look that much like Excalibur. Actually, he looks more like Vauban, but... Uh, I mean, from, uh, I saw it from the side. There's one side where he pulls up the sword. Yeah, yeah, that's the like... iconic Ultra 7 pose, yeah. yeah. This Ultra 7, not the old Ultra 7. Uh, yeah, this I have one... to say, though. Oh, no, go, go on your thing. No, I saw this one pose of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the model. There's just mm-hmm. a big sword on there. There's just a big sword. It looks good. I'll share it to you guys around. Oh, yeah, shit. he gets two of them later on in the manga. Oh my god. 
what a powerful pose. Yeah, and he's, he's like he's... a blame manga. Like a what manga? Blame. Manga by blame. Oh, I have no idea. But yeah, the the new Ultraman suits all look really good. Uh, what's what's this? So I'm just so I'm just upset that the Netflix series is just kind of dull, especially because of because Netflix has a lot of Studio Trigger anime. So I've been wondering why we haven't gotten Gridman yet. What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, Netflix, can we get can we get the Gridman, please? Because I would happily just binge watch Gridman over and over again. That was such a great anime. Watch Gridman, guys. It's great. It's on Crunchyroll. Go, go do that. I was like at dinner with my family yesterday, like big family event, and my brother and I always talk weeb shit at these family events so that no one talks to us. <laughs> Excellent tactics. So, uh, I was like, oh yeah, how much is the Gridman Figma? Because when we were in Japan, uh, they they only had it on display, but it wasn't available for pre-order or anything yet. So, I I opened up my phone and I was like, yeah, Gridman Figma, and it's like around 200 bucks, right? Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, for those of you for those of you listening, Mac just posted the Ultra 7 Eddie figure Luke. in the chat. And took me Ooh, one bro. minute to figure out Discord. Record. <laughs> so we were looking up grid, the Gridman Figma, and I was like, "Yeah, two hundred And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool. That's not too. That's not too bad, I guess." And then he he turns around to go do something else, and I was like, "Hmm." I typed in Akane Shinjo like scale figure to see how much that was, and the moment I click search, he turns around. He goes, "No, like no, I'm not letting you buy that." Uh, also more of Wam's manga. Uh, roundup. I there's this other manga I started reading. It's another one of the loser guy meets amazing girl genre. I'm not even gonna bother with the title because fuck, I don't know. I don't. What's the premise? The premise is guy works. Uh, <laughs> guy works at latex manufacturing company. Oh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. <laughs> Anan's Anan Anan is yeah. the party I'm leaving. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, so it's just like the girl works at condom R and D and he's like the guy what? is so boring, he's such a boring character. He has no personality at all. The whole manga is literally just like she's talking about condoms, that means sex. That's literally it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I'm like, holy shit, dude, you work at a latex manufacturing company. Could you grow up a bit? Uh, the girl's cute, though, but I didn't even bother, like, favoriting the manga. Like, I'm not going to come to it. It's not worth it. Literally, like, every every panel is just, like, the guy doing a wild face while the girl talks about talks about, like, condom production. She's like, yeah, we have to stress test these condoms. You know, so I put it onto this pumping machine and it just puts <laughs> the condom on and like it goes on like and he's like, Oh, how long do you have to go for? It's like, Oh, sometimes it can go for a few hours and he's like oh, Does she want guys who go on for a few hours? Like, no, she's doing her job, you fucking perv. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, congratulations. It's not Meguro san's first time. You have been dethroned from the worst manga I've read. <laughs> 
Apparently it's pretty hard to search too. I googled manga latex company condom. No results. Regarding to the yeah, yeah, it's got it's got a long like Japanese name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast because I can't. No, I think I didn't. Because uh, I started this other manga. It's called Useless Girl Just Wants to Be Spoiled. <laughs> Same genre. Loser dude. Uh, his defining trait is that he can't say no, so he keeps doing favors for everyone. And then one day he gets into manga. He really likes this this one this one particular manga, and he finds out the artist lives right next door. And she's like a fucking slob who, uh, like aside, she's very diligent in her work, but she has no other skills beyond that. So the whole manga is about them, is about him like working for her. Oh yeah, it's called Asoko de Hataraku Musubusan. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The girl in that, her name is Condom. Like, her name is Kondo Musubusan. Okay, Asoko, <laughs> gets, Asoko gets... Immediately I found it. Immediately. Yeah, it's... Hmm. It's a shame too. Like, I think we need more grown-up manga about adults. Can only take so many high school I mean, settings. You you can search on uh Seinen general or maybe Jose if you prefer a more female type. I don't uh, know. <laughs> like okay, will... we, we have Shonen and Shoujo, right? That one is mm-hmm. like for for young adults, for teens. But for like more adult team, you go Seinen and Jose. Noted. General. I will. Uh, I will look. I will look that up. Well, I, I went on a rant about this on Twitter too, about like this particular genre, their weakness is bad protagonists because they're just meant to be like blank self-inserts. Pretty much. This guy is a loser just like me. But fucking Komi-san does it so well that I now have higher standards for every, <laughs> for every other manga in this genre. Like, listen, Komi-san's like protagonist, his whole shtick is that he is boring. And yet, he is an interesting character because he is boring. Does that make sense to you? Then you should. So, yeah. That's Wam's manga corner this this week. Oh, uh, So, oh yeah, and Mortal Kombat, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I forgot, I did play a game. We played Mortal Kombat. Both Mike and I played Mortal Kombat. I have nothing to add as well. MK11 yeah. looks good. It's okay. Feels it's good. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, even further away from gaming, let's have an episode of Diadotcast. What's happening, guys? What's happening? Uh, uh, so, a bit of context first. You know, when you get like a superstar recent coming into F1, already first suppressing all of his expectations, you expect the dream come true lah in the racing junior genre. But no, motorsports is very cruel. Take last week's race at Bahrain. Uh, everyone's favorite Charles Leclerc was literally racing for his life, even though man, nobody really, nobody really needs him to ever racing for his life. Uh, he was leading the race, I think, halfway through, about twenty laps to go, when his engine 
got a problem a cylinder issue if i'm not mistaken for the end ah 10 laps towards the end how cruel is that he was <laughs> leading so the race yeah. a big gap in front his teammates Sebastian Vettel 10 seconds he's 10 seconds in front of Hamilton mm. <laughs> and this agent died it was the agents trying to die. kill itself basically no i cannot i, was, I cannot have this perfect day he was on pole position he started first he was the fastest in qualifying the day before he was the man to beat mm. and the last 10 laps was cruel to him you know uh, this uh, i think i just found the perfect algorithm uh, of this mm. you know those shonen mangas right where per- the hero meets the villain for the first time and he gets beaten badly Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is this is basically it. This is the the, the develop uh, the child development arc. Development arc. <laughs> I mean, he did get a lesson by Lewis Hamilton. Hmm. After the battle, he said, "Oh, you have a long career after this. You'll get there." Yeah. So basically, know... the villain, what? the villain saying that, "Okay, it's okay. You can defeat me in another time." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I just say that that's like my favorite thing in shonen anime, like the <laughs> get your ass beat by your rival the first time. Like I watched Megalobox recently, mm-hmm. so good. Like I love it so much. The villain just the rival dude comes to the main character's like underground boxing ring to beat him up, and is like, if you want a rematch, you have to join my shitty tournament. I'm just like mm. also Bill Fighters. Bill Fighters also does it really well. Uh, uh, I swear. But on the other side, <clears throat> on the other side of the grid, uh, F1 1.5, <laughs> uh, we have our first shit poster win in Lando Norris. Oh shit! I forgot he won 1.5, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he takes his place. Hey, um, the Iron Brew is Lando on the go. So, uh, for context for Wom and everyone else, uh, Lando Norris is a 19-year-old uh, man from UK. He, if you follow him on uh, Twitter before he became a mechanic driver, he was very shitting all day. And he's also a Twitch streamer. With the donation and all, yeah. like, uh, I remember watching one race, Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he was literally just like, oh, thank you for the subs, uh, Man, etc., etc. I mean, even his uh, the Twitch notifications are are basically quotes from F1 drivers. So he is on the meme side. He knows the memes. Yeah. I think But one of them the is the Alonso thing. I guess GP2 engine. I guess. Yeah, the GP2 I think yeah, I think yeah, one of yeah. the notifications is the GP2 engine. Say GP2 engine, GP2 engine. I don't really know. Uh... I don't really know. He is now in that GP2 engine. <laughs> He's also a McLaren driver. Uh... Maybe it's intended. It's on brand, I guess. It makes an on brand meme. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think I like his name as well. It's Lando Norris, as in Lando from Star Wars, me guy. <laughs> And apparently, he was not named after after that Lando. He was. Ah, yeah, it was not even. His parents didn't even say that. So, hmm, that's very specific. Lando. Ah, what else about Bahrain? I forgot. Uh... Yeah, Vettel spins again. Oh yeah, bottling it. 
that is the normal. It's already normal. That's uh, the fifth. Uh, it's not even news anymore. That he's uh, that's the fifth time he did in five races. You can put uh, a bingo card already next year. He's totally gonna. He's totally going to be a cross. He does it again. Crack Ooh. under pressure. God damn it. Well, make or break, I guess. Make break. Mm. Oh, also, also as well. Uh, for our Southeast Asian reps, Alex Alban, it please. He's a Thai driver. Uh, Thai driver. Anglo-Thai. Yeah, Anglo-Thai. Uh, he has two nationalities, Anglo- but he's driving with a Thai license. So his flag display is Thai. But he's mostly based in Britain. Sometimes he, go back, he goes back to Thailand. But still, we can shield. <laughs> I mean, he's the best out of the sea drivers in this generation so far. <laughs> yeah, generation so far. We have Rio Arianto. We have Alex Young. Terrible. Zero Terrible. points. At least Zero now, points. he has points. So he made C proud. The f- I, I don't know if he's the first C driver to get a points in Formula 1. Uh, Need to check. Second. 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 Actually, uh, the, what? The prince, like, a former prince of Thailand got points. Got oh. fourth. Oh yeah, be- way back in 1950s. <laughs> Before the regulations come in, okay. Mm. <laughs> Still, the new generation he actually makes is the best out of us all. Good show then, mm. Alex Alban. Alex Alban. Alexander Alban. Hmm. Yeah. So, Sean Kelly shit though. <laughs> oh, the KFC man. Yeah, KFC. Oh, yeah. KFC, KFC Indonesia guy. He still F two, right? Yeah. Oh, right too. He. Will Prima, he get? Uh, will he get a chance to the top five? I don't know. No. Don't, based on this, on his result, he won't get his super license for. I don't know. Maybe never. <laughs> I I guess he's big at F two lah. he can yeah. be a good uh, ex F one driver or F two drivers are good race, good sports car races. Uh, last last like, you know, Ray Harianto now races uh Blanc GT and just won oh, like last a race. Oh, he's in Brombon. Cool. Ah, he raced for this year baru masuk the Asian year cha- Asia chapter whatever. Oh, the Asia Brombon series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Brombon series hmm. in the Ferrari. Ah, good to hear. At least he's winning something. His name is Rio. Shout, shout out to the Shift F1 podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I find the KFC helmet though. <laughs> KFC bucket helmet, literally. KFC bucket helmet, this guy. I mean, his dad is the owner of KFC Indonesia franchise. Yeah, he, he is. Literal rich guy. <laughs> rich family. Literal rich guy. I thought Zonda owned the KFC franchise. That's for yeah, us. That's Malaysia. Indonesia. That's Malaysia. Oh. Here you go. Indonesian. Dude, I was in Cambodia and, and uh, I think the KFC there was, uh, was owned by Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, we own like a majority of KFC here in Malaysia. In, in Asia, also, that is that is the best helmet ever. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's a bucket, and that's how <laughs> helmets are designed. Because the top part usually they make a circle for something else, like a a personal logo or motif. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to make that sort of design. <laughs> I won't. Right, I won't get mad of it. He sell out for <laughs> KFC. Looking good. Sure. Now, now we know Colonel Sanders invented the racing helmet because, it, <laughs> because of how well it it's goes. Eleven spice. <laughs> <laughs> me, the bucket of KFC saved me from from this imminent crash. Imminent crash. 
Crash yeah, a lot. Uh, <laughs> well, helmets don't, don't prevent you from crashing, they just prevent you from dying when you crash. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least there's a bucket no. <laughs> Okay, bucket. I guess that's yeah, your outcast. Yep. But, yep, that's it for that outcast this week. Tune in next week. Is there another race before uh, the next Yes, next Shanghai. It will be the Shanghai Grand Prix. The 1,000 race. race of F. Ooh, okay, so we're good. we need to have Dia.cast to talk about that. Yep, pretty much. Oh yeah, well, wait, wait, before we end, uh, how, how's Robotas doing? Robotas, uh, uh, the upgrades didn't work for second race, he finished second, so... Eh, it's I mean, it's not, w- it's not that far, right, from mm-hmm. Hamilton. Yeah, like, three seconds? Nah, okay, I don't... We 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 yeah. will force a software reboot in a, in a bit, just before Shanghai. Yeah, you have to check his firmware. You have to make sure it's running up to date because yeah, there's yeah. important security updates that get downloaded. And we didn't ask if he had forage for breakfast. That's another mm. concerning criteria that we need to have a look before Shanghai. I, <laughs> I cannot wait until uh we get a. So, uh, Robotas 3.0 where he just cuts off his legs and they plug him in like the Nintendo Switch into the into, into the, the car. car. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, we, we are going to the autonomous driving future but not like this. I mean, I, I mean, drivers will be replaced by the AI but not like this. No, no, no. We cannot have driverless cars. We must have them like cut off their legs. No, at least then... have a head in there. Have a head in the jar. And the helmet with the KFC bucket. <laughs> exactly. No, we need. I want Nintendo Switch drivers. I just want the idea of them being like lowered in Switch and then, uh, like, oh, car mode activated. Uh, escom uh... enemy within flashbacks. <laughs> Cut guys, off. it's a slow. It's a slow news week, guys. Like we haven't played shit. Cut off your limbs <laughs> to ride a mech to beat the aliens. Oh yeah, let's move on. Holy shit, that, I just realized that's Gundam Thunderbolt. I want Gundam Thunderbolt about racing, please. So that's where Escom stole the idea, goddammit. <laughs> Anna, mm. what did you play? I played Warframe again. Oh, we so all nice. did! That's we the other did. thing we did this week. We all did. We silent... Everyone except me, that's why. <laughs> we all silently play Warframe. Mac and I did a stream and it was shit. <laughs> Wanted to grab for pass, only get relics. Yeah. Oh, I I did get the two revenant parts by the way from bounties yesterday. So well, almost there. Yeah, same. Bounties I just left the neurotics. Yeah. I got carried. Yeah. What for what? No, I got I got carried. I just need the neurotics. For which warframe? Ah, revenant. Revenant. Oh, yep. okay. I think. Okay. I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, so I did the bounties I mean... as well. <laughs> Basically. Anan, your uh, thing. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I bought uh, some Mesa Prime parts, blueprints, like two weeks ago. <laughs> I have to, I don't want to grind it. I don't mm-hmm. have the relics. So then, uh, I pretty much baked it like one week ago. And then I went back home for holiday. So I haven't been playing for one week or so. And then, yeah, on Monday, I claimed... Uh, my Mesa Prime and when farming to level up my Mesa Prime 
So that's it. <laughs> yeah. So I went to uh, void defense, basically void relics, uh, just to level up. Cracking them open. Yeah, and um, Mesa is probably my my go to besides Loki because I can press four to win. <laughs> She's gun Excalibur. That's yeah, what gun Excalibur is. is like. It feels so good. You just I say okay, you play defense missions, right? So you just stand on the on the corpse there, and then press four left, right, left, right, left, right, and then uh, you click, shoot. That's all. That's all you do, and then collect energy and stuff. Okay, for those of you who don't know, the best thing about Mesa is the fact that her out is actual finger pistols. Her <laughs> arms turn into revolvers, and they called the peacekeep. Peacemaker. Called the Peacemaker. Pew, 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 pew. Peacemaker or Peacekeeper? Uh, peacemaker, I think, because Peacekeeper is an actual thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I I don't know. Someone will correct us in the comments. Uh, but... <laughs> we should make summoning. <laughs> okay, so the thing about the Mesa Orb, the Peacemaker, is that instead of uh, pure ability that you activate, you can also mod the ability itself so it's basically a secondary gun with unlimited bullet yup <laughs> do you have to so reload though? no you just, it... literally, you just press click just, just click your or press fire unlimited mm. it just uh, takes your energy by time yeah, like yeah every it's, single, it's channeling uh, yeah it's just channeling by time not by every shot it doesn't take any energy only by time. Mm. So you can basically mod uh, for different element damage. Let's say you want corrosive, radiation, or magnetic. You can just mod yeah. it according to missions. Yeah, it's a, I, was, I was fooling around with my Misa yesterday as well. Like, Misa is a fun Warframe. Yeah. Like, when I'm not... It's fun. Like, when you're too lazy, you just press 4. You don't <laughs> have to shoot everything. I want to get the augment that lets her walk while using Peacemaker. Or the Mesa walks. The mess up. Yeah, and because that that sounds like fun. Uh, I didn't realize that you have to mod the regulators separately because before this, in a pre- before the update, uh, she just takes the mods off your secondary weapon. Yeah. So I had a build that was just, it was on the secondary weapon, but really, it's just for it's just for the regulators. <laughs> uh, and my mod and my modding is still. Let's say, not advanced level. Just basically mods. I haven't put any arcanes or any additional effects. I haven't formatted yet. But mm. probably get more powerful over time. Currently, like I get crit damage five k, maybe six k, easily. Mm. But I, I can go to high tier defense, like tier three defense, easily. Ah, uh, damn! So, sounds a Mesa is great, dudes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've just completed stuff that will allow me to try and grind my way to a mesa, and I'm totally committed in doing that bullshit. I know it's going to be hard. I need to collect all the <laughs> random invasion stuff first to craft, to get a chance to get into the mission, and then get get it done to get a chance of one part of the mesa. I know it's going to be, but I. But I've done a lot. I'm just going to read out all this, the warframes that I've been building up uh, the past two weeks. And I haven't claimed this. 
uh, I have Frost, Inaros, uh, Nyx, Titania, Valkyrie, uh, Amber, Equinox, uh, Mirage, Excalibur, and Gara. And Oof. Nova is on the way, Loki is also on the way. I just need to get the monies to craft them all. So yeah, about 10. <laughs> I grinded a lot. Yeah, we we have been playing a lot of Warframe. It's just a good game, man. Like, I like the Nightwave stuff now. Cause I can, I yeah, can just basically yeah, battle pass. Yeah, this, this is my mission for today. And then, uh, like, I'm trying to get Revenant and... What's your other? Harrow. Yeah, I'm trying to get Harrow as well. I've got a lot of Harrow chassis. Everyone does. What relics? I mean, that's the source of of my money right now. Sell those hero chassis to to put in money to get all these warframes done. I just want to grind. Just want to have them all. I just want to collect them all. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, I also sold my duplicate mods, and I got eight hundred thousand credits. <laughs> that's a almost, lot of duplicates. Almost a million credit from duplicates. <laughs> nice. I always do the index whenever I'm broke. Oh, I, I didn't oh, yeah. try that. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to try betting. <laughs> no, man, you have. It's, uh, have the right friends with you because, yeah, then, then it'll be a lot easier. Mm, I, I've, I've seen the experience. I've been there. <laughs> so, I, I, I can take your word on that. Uh, yeah. Guess that's Warframe. Too much. Uh, yeah, that's mm. that's our how many week in a row we talked about Warframe. I don't know, and also I just like to point out that the way Warframe is free to play, I like the way it is uh, like being the, the structure right now because it's not really do because a lot of free to play games is that they impede your progress and they make you feel bad and then you you unwillingly begrudgingly. Pay them money, but the way Warframe makes me feel about spending money is that I've been having too much fun. Guys, hmm. are you for real? Do you not want money? So I pay them some money. <laughs> it's it's like I'm tipping for a good service rather than being forced of a of a subscription that I do not want to be part of. Is that sort yeah, of feeling? I was gonna say it's like dating a manic pixie dream girl, where you're just like, no, no, I, I want to, I want to do this stupidly irresponsible thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just like, I was literally just like looking through the Tenogen stuff, like, what can I buy? I, I need to buy something for Warframe. It's, I've gone too long without showing you I love you, Warframe. And also, it offers like. If you want to spend little money, but just some, just enough money, you have that option. I can spend like fifteen to seventy ringgit just for enough for enough platinum to do some good stuff. Maybe not all, but just enough. But then you have the wheels, where you can buy the the higher tier stuff. Even like the the prime access right now, we have Econox Prime, right? Yeah. If rotate yep. it out, yeah. Mesa Prime, you'll have to grind now. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm looking at Redeemer Prime. I want to get Redeemer Prime because yeah, I, I, I I'm looking for Redeemer Prime too now. Yeah. Redeemer okay. Prime is also one of my favorite melee because you can literally shoot a melee yeah, weapon. Yeah. If you can blade. Oh. Charge it. 
I have I am one part away from getting making my own redeemer prime. I've just remembered. I'm gonna grind that Ooh. thing out. I'm willing to put the time in. <laughs> so that's Warframe. <laughs> that's Warframe. That's the second time we try to escape war. And that is I I think there's enough reasons. Uh, if you chronologize chronologize all of our top our talks about Warframe, that's enough of an argument to say this is why I personally put it as an S tier. Mhm. Mhm. So Daniel, you uh you had some time with Origin Access. Talk to us yes. about that. Yes, I did. So um, like uh, late last week, late last week, last, uh, last episode, as we were like struggling to find ways to <laughs> uh get games for the uh for Max PC review. It's mostly how uh, to get Anthem or any RTX. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, any RTX stuff. <laughs> So I got myself a one month uh, pass of Origin Access, and I think it's by far the best of this uh, like Game Pass penny subscription out of the rivals right now, which is Xbox Game Pass and the PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, solely on the fact that the games that you download, uh, you can just t- take them anywhere. Oh, um, you know, like. Let's say I, uh, so for my example, I downloaded City again. Because, City? you know, the, the trash fire that is City 2014, I don't remember. Yeah, around, I think it's 12, I think. Yeah, 12. is now playable, at least. Uh, mm. So I it's downloaded... It's 2013. No, 2013, yeah. So I downloaded it, played offline with my friends at uni, because we had uh, an hour free. Eh, we just played some city and it was fun. So mm-hmm. uh, my point is, is that their uh, current origin stuff is, I think, much easier because you can download on a on a computer like mine. Depend the say young the Xbox and the PlayStation one, you have to download. You have to play on console itself. A lot because it is part of their uh, infrastructure. And PS now is not available in Asia because ah yes exactly. Pam pam, it's a streaming model. It's a streaming it's, service. It's a streaming model. Okay, back to your story. No, back to my story. So, uh, my point is that uh, is that tola Origin Access, even though it's like I don't know, three months twenty dollars, so that's eighty ringgit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still quite good because you get to keep those games. Even after, uh, let's say, Origin Pass, so they give you, oh, we can play this game for a week, and then we'll uh, remove the library from your account. Which is a nice touch from EA. Can't say about their game development sector, but we come back, come back to that later, right? Oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> no, 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 later we, yeah. we have stories to tell. <laughs> no stories to Okay, so... Before we head to the news, we're going to talk about the news because something happened. Something beautiful happened. We got Borderlands 3. Ooh. Oh my god, we're going to Borderlands 3 first. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's fucking talk about Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3! <laughs> Can we just say, like, first off, first off, they showed a teaser trailer and then a full trailer, like, how many days later? Like, it was very long. Three days later. Three days later, we got... Like, god damn, com- Atlas. Atlas, look at that. We got to... 
It doesn't take a month to release uh, release info, man. Come on. Yeah. God, the Borderlands 3 trailer looks so cool. You know like, what? I've I've been sniffing of Borderlands 3 from early this year already. That's why I put it on the tier list. Or, oh, where's Borderlands? Uh? I've put it already. And I've hinted that we may hear about it soon. This is the time! We have arrived! Borderlands 3 is here. One billion guns. What? God, I I like that mono eye hunter dude, the the one that's named after Daniel. <laughs> okay, let just just let's talk about the vault hunters for now. Okay, we have Moz or Moz Moze. Basically, it's the Moze. gunner. She's the girl with the gun and uh, can summon the mech and can drive the mech. Can pilot the mech, and someone mm-hmm. from your team can also jump on top and fire machine guns Titanfall. on the map. It's basically summoning Titanfall. Also, all of her artwork right now. If you look at the Borderlands 3 artworks that are featuring her, she always have a big, long gun, longer and bigger than the others. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell if that's a new weapon class or if that's part of her passive. Maybe I don't know. Probably, but there are a lot of different weapon types. Have I seen? Okay, next we have Amara, the siren, mm-hmm. the rip siren who can summon Jojo arms. She's basically yes. uh, six ethereal arms to be exact. And yeah, I think you can see hints of her moves, but one of them is a ground pound. So essentially, she'll mm-hmm. just be, instead of a support siren, she'll be punching dudes with Jojo style stand arms. Mm-hmm. And then we have the copyright. Ah, uh, it's called flag. It's called flag. F L four key. Yeah. We oh. have, we have to address this man. It's it's a basically a robot thing. It's referred to a robot and summons pets. So the beast master basically. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Robot that summons pets, and we have, and the last but not least, we have Zane. And from the marketing material so far, I think he's the punchline for for this round of Vault Hunter because they just say he's he's Zane. He's some <laughs> retired hitman, and he's Zane. I mean, I, that's that's a recurring theme with Borderlands uh, uh, Vault Hunters introduction. They they always have cool introduction, but the last. Of the four will have always have a gimmick like in Borderlands One, Brick as himself. Borderlands Two, Zero as a number. Borderlands the sequel, <laughs> Claptrap as a mistake. <laughs> no, it was oh yeah. It was, I was gonna say like I'm so glad they didn't waste uh, a slot. Claptrap is so bad in Borderlands the pre sequel. I I don't like him. Not even Beyond. do I hit him already. The first bot when they made Claptrap as a general thing that just appears everywhere, it's fine. But then they make the Claptrap. Oh my god, I cannot stand that guy. It's not even funny anymore. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't age. Well. I I may play Moz just the, uh, if she has alternate hairstyles. Of course. Because, they are, they... because her, her mech looks pretty cool uh if not probably gonna play a slack because mono eye mono eye summoner class sounds amazing uh i'll probably go for amara because i've been playing the last two three borderlands using as a siren type at least mm. 
Except two lads. Except because two, I'm a mostly a gauge. Basically, gauge is great. Uh, and uh, the other thing was, what's this? What was I thinking of? Oh yeah, uh, what's her name? Lilith from Borderlands One looks amazing. Oh yeah, I would like her to step on me, please. <laughs> oh, I should download the new the what the remaster. The yeah. what? Oh the, the yeah. Game of the, the Borderlands. year. Borderlands game of the year also was announced at the same time. Is now on PS4 and Xbox One. But if you have the game on PC, regardless of how many DLCs you have, you will get Borderlands Game of the Year Edition and all the DLCs you didn't get. Yeah. I just got one yeah. free DLC. I just got yeah. all, all DLCs free. <laughs> and they've also retroactively added a lot of the quality of life things. Oh, like they've God. adjusted thank the God. backpack inventory system you get to collect ammo and health on the spot uh, also they added uh, customization like uh, unique mm. head, uh, heads and skins and I think my th- most favorite is the balance the enemy balancing with god damn that first the the army base in your city mm. mm-hmm. so yeah uh I guess you can expect like a lot of Borderlands coverage when the game comes out. Oh, we already have a few more. Like they, are, they've announced the new gun. Uh, not really the new. They've announced the returning gun manufacturers, and also Atlas is back. All of, uh, most of them have new gimmicks. Like Hyperion Ooh. has a shield right now, so guns Ooh. a shield attachment as the one is uh, gimmicks. Maliwan uh, guns. Maliwan <laughs> guns used to have an guaranteed element well now you can toggle between two elements Ooh. That. Ooh. and I think uh, replacing the bandit and scarf uh, scarf sorry uh, manufacturer is the children of the vault guns basically the the, the replacement of the bandit lah. usually mm. they are they have like the their trade is uh, what you say a big ammo dump they have large ammo but now yeah. they replace it with unlimited ammo but it it has a heat meter. It can get overheated. So basically, Mass Effect oh, guns. Okay. <laughs> Mass Effect guns, yeah. Mass Effect 1 guns. To be but it looks like a very cobbled up things. La. It looks nice. Vladov, it's like the pipe weapons from Fallout. Ah, yeah. That's a good the one. Vladov have underbarrel attachments, including like tasers and other gun attachments. So you can have a gun with a gun attachment down there. So you can fire more guns. Also, it fires a lot of ammo. Atlas is basically... Yeah. Uh, Atlas, uh, before I forgot, is basically... It has the smart pistol from Titanfall. You can shoot a tracker. Ooh. And then each M, uh, any shot after that will automatically home down to that target. Ooh, it's that sounds good. It's basically a smart pistol. In many forms. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also got a vampire, right? Vampire, the masquerade bloodlines. Yeah, vitamin B. Vitamin B. <laughs> if you look at the the, the uh, if you look at the acronym, it's basically VTMB two. So vitamin B, or the full name is vampire. Uh, vampire colon the masquerade dash bloodlines two. <laughs> oh my god, this game, this game, we did not expect a full sequel. I expected last episode was supposed to be like 
Oh, maybe it's a remake of a... No, they went the full on. They went to make a triple A game sequel featuring one of the... Uh, one of the writers from the first game. Obviously, they could not get the lead uh, lead directors because if, if you don't know, Vampire The Masquerade Bloodlines was made by Troika Games who was founded by Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarsky, aka from the creators of the Outer Worlds. Now, mm. that joke makes sense. <laughs> Now that joke makes sense. So basically, the uh, paradox have been this. Uh, this is uh, being published by Paradox, the Swedish publishing uh, studio that has been raking up a lot of money, raking up a lot mm-hmm. of sex. And by sex, I mean Swedish kroners. <laughs> uh, like uh, games like Crusader Kings 2, Europa Universalis 4, and more recently, BattleTech. And City Skylines, those games are making them big money, and now they are making a full-on uh, immersive sim Western RPG at a triple A scale, which is really interesting to see. You don't expect a strategy strategy. Uh, these guys are very specialized in that genre. Suddenly, they're making a triple A game. It's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studio is uh, Hatsune Labs. They are entirely new. But they do have like uh, veterans from the first Vampire Masquerade game, the, uh, from Bloodline. So a few of them mm-hmm. are there, including the one of the, the lead writer right now is also a veteran from there. They are based in Seattle, which is basically uh, neighbors next door to the guys at Hairbrain Schemes, the guy back at BattleTech. So now Paradox have like Seattle and Sweden under their belt. They have that. Okay. Um, the reveal was weird. If you look at uh, as a stream, because it was not supposed to be looked as a stream, because the way they teased the announcement was they made a whole ARG of it, an alternate reality game. They made an app called Tender, which is a which is sold as a dating site. You register mm-hmm. an account, it asks all the the uh, interest, normal questions, and then suddenly, what are your interests? Anime, games, a uh, cool taxidermy. Uh, uh, sports <laughs> So it gets a bit shady there And then people start discovering Oh, if you, you can also link your Paradox account to this Hold on And then they Like people from the detective subreddit or something They have a wiki that tracks down the the progress of the ARG Start dec- discovering clues They start doing escape rooms That was Dude, like... ARG stuff is ARG stuff is just like God, uh, you remember the Sombra ARG? Oh, that was frustrating, but cool to see. Frustrating. frustrating. <laughs> but, uh, but this one, they went, no, they went, they have a, they have to go to a, an escape room installment, and it was streamed live on Twitch for some reason on Paradox channel. And what? What's happening? And then people start to unravel, oh, there, there are a lot of vampire connections. And the whole reveal event was actually a, it's a love event. The whole thing is set up to be a love event. So people like 300 VIPs are there. They can be. They were. They were. They were invited there. Some can participate in the love. So they have to do quests while talking with the the characters on stage and Which is very interesting. See, there's an AS- ASMR channel. There's a weird white room where there's a blood IV in there, and you'll be asked weird questions, and the lights go off. It's really weird when you like, but but that, it doesn't convey that much on stream on stream, 
when we saw the reveal, it was like a cringy act on stage, which is weird. But people from that attended the event, they say, yeah, it's a pretty cool event. It was the reveal was pretty cool because by the end of the the launch of the tender app, suddenly one person hijacks the the announcement, make a big reveal of a conspiracy, lights go off, and then uh, UV light shows up, and you can see blood everywhere, all in the whole room. It was blood I all over. I hope it was blood and not semen. <laughs> I mean, it was white. I assume it was blood. <laughs> I assume it was blood. Don't think I'm just saying, there's more than one fluid that shows up under UV light. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was blood. There were the bloodlines to reveal, and also one thing, Chris Avalon. Chris Avalon mm-hmm. is also writing, contributing to the writing of Bloodlines Two. That's another good thing to look for. And it is not an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. It's also going yeah. to be on Steam yeah. as well as Epic we Game Store. We can never say, we can never confirm it until the game launches. Remember yeah. our hashtag. Remember Outer Worlds. I'm... What we have learned is that the Epic Game Store will just wait, wait until it's a good time, and then buy exclusivity. I'm not gonna. St- think about Paradox because they are very adamant and clear with the announcement. They said they will be going to... They, they mentioned it on stream. They will going to be released on Steam. They mentioned it on their Twitter account. They, it will be on Steam. And also, on Steam, thank you, original pricing, it's only 93 ringgit. Damn. 93. Yeah. This is a $60 game, by the way. I've checked the, the normal pricing. It's $60. In here, in, on Malaysia, in Malaysia, it's 93 ringgit. So if you yeah, still man. don't trust that, go pre-order it now. <laughs> just just see it now. now. <laughs> yeah, if you do not trust the Epic Games hands of exclusivity, grabbing Vamp- uh, Bloodlines 2, it's a good deal to pre-order now. Even if it's going to be bad, it's only 93 ringgit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad advice, but this is the world we live in. Okay, so let's move on to the news. Before we move on to the news, however, if you're listening to this, and you, you're thinking, should I advertise here? The answer is yes. Please give us money. We, <laughs> we need them. We'd gladly pimp, it out, pimp out your service here. Hey, Daniel, have you heard of Insert Service Here? No. It's, no the new, <laughs> it's the new thing that you can do to function of service. In fact, if you wish to service here then you can use our special code insert code here to get insert offer <laughs> for, for advertising info contact hiandgamemalaya.my with the subject line podcast advertising I guess I don't know so news <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that's, that six minutes of me rambling give you a good window to 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 Photoshop, no, to Photoshop to make that thing work. <laughs> <laughs> the news. The news. Uh, like I said, there wasn't much news this past two weeks. Everyone just kind of tired from Sticky Row. Uh, the first one is Apple is jumping into the game streaming thing. We, we, we bitched about, I briefly bitched about Max earlier, but... <laughs> It's not a streaming service. It's, it's not a streaming service. It's okay, a subscription. What is it then? It's basically Origin Access, 
You see, Daniel, uh, you ask, uh, you, you answer, you 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 go say, okay, people copy origin, right? Apple has the answer. Apple arcade. So, what? So I still need the hardware to play it. You yeah, need the you hardware need... to play it. Yeah, iPad, you need iPhone, iPhone, and iPad. iPhone, Apple, Mac, Mac uh, Apple TV, Air or Mac. Uh, Apple TV. Yeah. Mm. It's a okay. Mm-hmm. And I get all the games on the platform. Yeah. There so be... it's Netflix for games. Essentially. Yeah. And there are also games ex- exclusively revealed at Apple Arcade. So Apple do have like a stake on helping the developers getting their game out. One is a game by Revolution Software by the name of Beyond a Steel Sky. If you haven't heard mm-hmm. of uh if those two those words do not ring a bell, this is a sequel to Uh, this is equal to Beneath a Steel Sky. <laughs> uh, I need to get that right. Beneath a Steel Sky, it was released like in the early 90s. It is a point-and-click adventure. And at some point, Windows stopped supporting that game. And somehow, people made an emu- someone made an emulator called ScumVM to make it playable. And the developers just make that game free. You can play Beneath a Steel Sky if you download it on Torrent. Don't worry, it's free. <laughs> So mm. they are uh, Apple, uh, Apple are funding that th- that game somehow. Also, Hiro Nobu Sakaguchi, the Gucci, the, crea- <laughs> the creator of Final Fantasy, Lost Odyssey, uh, the Last Story. They, he's making another new game. Guess what the name is? The hmm. actual Last Story. <laughs> mm. Well, he's going I back wish. to his roots, Fantasia. <laughs> Well, so, Fantasia Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's mm. and a few other, uh, a lot of uh, indie games being published there too. Well, not necessarily exclusives, but it will be a good fit on mobile, at least. Yeah, mm. and it's maybe coming to Malaysia because it is going to be uh, released in 150 countries. Depending on who you ask, there is a, there are 190 something countries in the world, and you can find information so if you log in. So fuck you, 40 countries. <laughs> exactly. They have better. By announcing that they are going to 150 countries, they have now much better than uh Sony. <laughs> Austria. The best now. Australia. Australia. Well, and they don't <sighs> have to in, to invest for. First party publishing or anything like that. Someone was saying that the problem, the problem now is that like we're we're living in a cyberpunk future where if you're an indie dev, you have to team up with a big corporation to get your game published. Like you either have to side with Epic Games, or you can side with Apple and get it on the, or you can get it with Google and play it on the Stadia. I mean, if or you want Nindies. To go, if you want to go full indie, that's Ichio. Yeah, dude, I actually check Itchio by the way. If you're a local game developer and you have your game on Itchio, like send me a link. Uh, at Wamerol on Twitter, send it to me. I will check it out. Like I'll at least give it a cursory glance because uh, was this one of my games of the year for 2017? Yeah, for 2017 was Local Host. That's what that was on Itchio. So yeah. Ah, uh, that's that's the Apple Arcade. 
So Sony had their state of play, which was kind their like legally distinct Nintendo Direct. <laughs> well, what the hell happened was that? It was all VR stuff, right? Yeah. If you don't they have we... a VR headset, you're not going to be impressed by the presentation. Did we get any view anything more about uh the Fate Grand Order VR game? No. Nope. Okay, so all we got was shitty Iron Man. Dude, that, yeah. that Iron Man. I, that Iron Man game looks so bad. Now, that, <laughs> now, my problem is, first impression are saying it's good. I haven't read, but I've seen headlines saying it's good. I'm not convinced. You might I'm, need I'm to check convinced. that out. They are shills. They are fucking shills. <laughs> I don't... It looks so unresponsive. Like, it doesn't feel like you're flying. Here's the thing, right? I want a good Iron Man VR game. You know why? Because I have a long, like, a long, like, island cushion thing for my sofa. Like, imagine, like, a sofa but with no backing thing. So it's literally just a thing that you can lie down on. And if I had a VR headset, I would totally lie down on my stomach and play the Iron Man VR game like that. (laughs) But it looks like shit. And so I won't. It looks really bad. It looks like a tech demo at best. And even then, it's a best. <laughs> even then, not a great tech demo. Uh, and the rest of it was so unforgettable that, that it's not even worth bringing up uh, unless you guys have something. All I'm going to add is the format is good. Keep on. Just put in the content. Put in the good announcements, please. That's a good format. I think is- there's going to be one more for like main PlayStation stuff. Oh, totally. Yeah, they're not going Remember to be at E3. Had... Uh, no one's going to be at E3 this year. Except mm. CD Projekt Red. <laughs> All to himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got two possible new Nintendo Switch models been announced. One's a higher-end model, and the other is a much more stripped-down model where you cannot dock your Switch. Oh, okay. I like this. Yes, because uh, we had the same thing last generation with the new 3DS and 2DS. Yeah, yeah. we had the new 2DS was essentially about the same price as the old 3DS, but you didn't have 3D features. And unlike the old 2DS, this one actually could fold and stuff. So, like, holy shit, this is amazing! I was going to buy one before the Switch was announced. But yeah, it's real. Uh, I think that's great. More consoles should do this. Have a no bells and whistles option for those who just want to play games. But yeah, let's hope let's hope it's true because I, a lot of people have been asking me if they if they should get a switch, and I always tell them wait for the wait for the announcement of the new models, man. At the very worst, the old switch model will go down in price. Yeah. At best, you could get an amazing switch with built-in vibrator. Just saying. <laughs> Our third new story is fuck Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> you may have remembered the whole issue with Persona Five: The Royal. Well, no, it was P5R. They said ah, P5R, yeah. Mid March, we're gonna tell, give you more info on P5R. Also, more info. Uh, some point we're going to get more info on Joker and Smash. Whatever. So they were like, "Oh yeah, get ready for the new info. 
after the Persona 5, the animation OVA. And then what we got was a cryptic teaser trailer and nothing else. And they said, oh, tune in again April 25th to and get announce- <laughs> Announcement Bike. of an announcement. <laughs> you know what? Oh, uh, the early draft of the docket, I put it on the on the on the headline because I didn't watch announcement. I thought maybe this is something that we can talk about. And then I realized okay, maybe not. <laughs> I've I've checked I the trailer and, oh okay. <laughs> I mean we, we could still we could speculate, like we could just go full speculate mode on what it's gonna be. And then we also got another Persona five announcement, P five S with a cryptic website also saying more info April twenty fifth. <laughs> And I hope they actually mean more info, not just a shitty trailer. trailer we got a new girl, though. We got a new girl for the Royal, though. Uh, maybe a new character. Maybe not. She kind of looks like the Persona tree. Femsy. Yep. Uh, people have brought up having a female playable character maybe a little creepy with some of the romance root options. <laughs> <laughs> Did the gun smoke kid. God damn <laughs> Get smoke, kid. That being said, I feel like it's already creepy, like playing as a student, sex, uh, extorting your teacher into, into being your mate. <laughs> but you know what? I'm fully content to just accept Persona Five as just just a weird game. So you know what? Whatever. I hope that they uh. Persona 5 The Royal adds more like progressive shit to Persona 5. Maybe. Maybe not. And I'm hoping that P5S is a switch port of the game so that I can date Futaba on the go. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Persona 5, man. I don't I don't know what to say because they won't give us any info. Also, believe- apparently, uh, at a Smash stream as well, they were just like, Joker's on the way. Just like... On the just- way? Not even a release date yet. I'm like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. I would I buy a Joker amiibo. I can't yeah. believe they called P5 the Royal. <laughs> it fits the game. I mean, the game. now, problem is, I keep comparing it with Final Fantasy 50 Royal Edition, which would, is worse by by default. But still, because those two RPGs were, remember back in 2016, was, they were going head to head. Oh, this is going to release on September. Oh, this is also... September and then one delayed and then we know one is better than the other hmm. and then one got the royal edition first didn't do much <laughs> eh. Eh. in other news world cyber games the granddaddy of esports is coming back you know it's old if it's called world cyber games <laughs> yeah that's why cyber <laughs> Not e-games, man. Cyber. <laughs> Superhuman Cyber Samurai Squad. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> cyber is so 90s at this point? That's right. It is. That's like, it's basically the grandfather of esports now. That's how you know it's old. <laughs> what's what's the you... games going there? Uh, It doesn't say yet. I tried, uh, we got a press release like earlier yesterday, earlier to this week, and it doesn't say just yet. 
But I'm I hope Brood War is on it. Please, Brood War. <laughs> oh, man. That's a throwback. I know that, dude. Brood War, Melee. Uh... <laughs> the Melee feats, man. I wouldn't mind. Melee Taika, he's trying to do Melee never dies. Oh, dude, that, that, that was, we had some shitty Melee news. Oh, God. Not even going to bother. It was just a, a shitty Melee tournament. Uh, uh, too complicated. <laughs> too complicated. Not, not, not going to get into it. Yes. So it's Melee... Uh, what was this? Melee, Brood War, and Doom. <laughs> original Doom. No, Doom. Yeah, original Doom. Okay, Doom. Original but Doom. I, I was thinking right. quick. Quick Tree Arena, yeah. I uh-huh. still have quick theory now. Same. <laughs> it's good. Uh, okay, so next Apex 1.1 update causes players to lose progression. People panicked, but it's since been fixed. Yeah, so apparently mm. they sort of made a mistake of maybe not, not connecting to the player progression database. So basically people on Basically, high level, level 100, and all the items, everything lost. People oh. panic, like, like, what the hell happened? Everything. Yeah, but as it turns out, they still have the backup. So they just uh, roll it back in terms of the connection. But anything you did after the update and before the the fix, it's not recorded. So it's lost. Mm. Maybe like one day of progress, so it's fine. Man, I, I was totally the top ranked player, but you know the update, and now it's gone. <laughs> My battle pass progress. My battle Ooh. pass. And the razor turret. And I'm like, first time. <laughs> and finally, the razor turret has a wireless keyboard and mouse for Xbox One. Didn't we, didn't we, like, as a civilization, agree that keyboard and mouse technology should not come to console? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, here I mean, we are. I mean, yeah, here we are. No, no, no. I mean, okay, okay. they should give the option to, to use it in console, but games should have the option to completely disable it. Yes. Bypassing the, the restriction altogether. Oh, mm. oh yeah, because there are peripherals that uh, use uses workarounds. They register as controllers, but they are essentially yeah. keyboard and mouse controls. It's like the PlayStation V games. Like... Yeah, it's mm. it's unfair. It's the... I mean, you you can get really good with a controller. I I've I've watched uh, videos of Apex players aiming, basically no difference with uh, mouse player. Like, very little difference, if you didn't know. Mm. I used to play Overwatch with uh, max sensitivity on my controller. Oh. What sensitivity? Max. Yeah. Oh, dang. (laughs) It's Reinhardt, man, because you had that tech where if if you swing the camera while swinging Reinhardt's hammer, you extend the hitbox. Uh. Yeah, man. OG Overwatch this. Okay, that makes sense. I still cannot in in first person shooter with uh, a controller. I still need the aim assist. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I mean, I I play third person games with controller. First person yeah, third, maybe no. Third person works with controller. I feel third, third person for me is like made for controller. Except that space. That's it. That space I'll use mouse and keyboard. <laughs> Other games I use controller. Interesting. 
And okay, good. No, no, interesting saying saying by someone who still plays with invert controls. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our last story. Uh, somehow this, even this episode managed to run long. Our last story. Anthem's development woes explains a lot. Uh, Mac wrote this, so Mac take the lead. Oh boy, there is a big 11,000 word report on Kotaku, which basically answers what happened to Anthem. And oh, there's a lot of things to talk about from the article. So, one thing, you know that the name was not really Anthem before the release? Just like like one the, the first bombshell. Ah, oh, they, they start. I mean, J- Jason Schreier, God bless him. He he knows how to tell the story. So he started with that thing first. So, the first title of the game was supposed to be, uh, Big Shocker, Beyond. No. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in one way, I'm glad that it didn't get through. It didn't get through because it was hard to trademark. Because then, we have another comparison. We have Beyond. another... Beyond Two Souls! Mm. <laughs> we can get mad of this game because of the Vikish in proxy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a very, very, very dialogue, dialogue joke. Lah. I mean, this is within us. Lah. But still... To be oh fair, to be fair... I kind of want to watch the social media shit show between the two games, like, wants to call themselves the better Beyond. So, is mm. Beyond Two Souls the sequel to Beyond, or Beyond is the sequel? Uh, and the other thing is that the game's uh, development was so horrendous that the f- when we first watched the E3 2017 gameplay trailer, that is also the point where most of the development team actually found out what sort of game they are now making. Because the game was like on in pre-production hell. It took too long. Casey Hudson, the guy that led the led, led the project first, the led the new IP team. He made all the decisions. He decided everything, and then poof, he left Bioware and go to Microsoft to do something. He said something in his farewell letter that uh, they, he left already a good team, something something like that. So. They are is a strong IP already. Just waiting to get there, and fast forward a few more years, he's back and by a western show, <laughs> team is in shambles. Oh my god! So I imagine and like it's basically that uh what that uh comedy joke and oh I'm out to get cigarettes. Be right back. Come back and everything is for you. Oh, it's the com the community meme, yeah. Oh my. Uh, I uh, uh, my favorite is from Angry Joe. Is like, okay? The during the E3 reveal, the audience, oh, so that's the game. The developers, oh, so that is the game. <laughs> Man, I'm, I I want to laugh, and also I feel so sad about the development team that that plowing through the game, making this game. Man, this is some really rough stuff, man. Also, um, regarding the way the games develop, uh, they hit a lot of snag because of EA's propriety engine Frostbite. Well, it was described by some of the developers that was interviewed by Schreier, saying that it's a razor blade. 
full of shit. <laughs> a Formula One car with razor blades all over. Very delicate and very hard to work with. And if you look at the logo of Frostbite, if you go and look at the logo of Frostbite, it's a hand, a hand. shattered or sliced apart. And I I just mm-hmm. have to make it. Uh, it's a very cruel joke that, man, those are the hands of the developers at EA right now working with Frostbite. God damn it. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, jo- I mean the, the name itself is a, it's a telling. Frostbite yeah. literally frees you to death. <laughs> That too, that as well. It's very difficult. I mean, I mean, I, I mentioned a few episodes ago about how uh, Need for Speed was prototype. They have to have gun, uh, hands with guns before they, to make the yeah. car prototype. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just some of the <laughs> anecdotes that we heard. And apparently, it is much worse than that. They don't even have good uh safe states working. They don't have a load game and safe game function. They have to, if Bioware have to implement them all. Yeah. It's rough. A uh, few like, more things. Literally, literally, the trailer, there's no game. When we see the trailer, there's still no game. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, oh, basically, essentially, the E3 2017 trailer, all fake. Because, because pre- uh, production only goes into full screen after that. Oh, God. But yeah, wait, the game was in production for six years. That can't be true. I mean, sure, but it keep on dying and rebooting and dying and rebooting again. Oh, the flying mechanic that is basically the saving grace of Anthem, making it more different than the other looter shooters, that is also unintentionally... Uh, uh, throughout the pro- uh, development, it keeps on being added and removed, added and removed. It was finally added. Funny? It was finally added. To impress one of the big guns at EA, who's also left the company, but oh, I have this ad <laughs> <laughs> to make sure and the game anthem is still green lighted. Okay, one. Well, what's you saying? Wouldn't it be funny if originally there wasn't supposed to be a flying mechanic, but the physics engine bugged out and just launched us? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, hey, "It looks like a flying mechanic. So let's just let's just add that in." Uh, one more. Oh, uh, regarding I mentioned about looter shooters, uh, the game was not even intended to be a looter shooter, which explains a lot. You know how the weapons are terrible, uh, the weapons and loots are terrible because they are not equipped to do those things, and they was not even designed. The game was not even designed as a looter shooter in mind. That's why the formula sucks and has exploits for level one assault rifles. God damn it! My God. And I can't blame the the good folks that do good animations and stuff like that. And also, uh, there are reports of people going into an empty room and crying a lot. And also, people who have to take mandated stress leaves for their mental mm-hmm. health being described uh, prescribed by doctors. And mm-hmm. sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months, sometimes they came back, sometimes they don't. Ooh, yeah, now now we get into the, the more depressing stuff. So, you may think, there's no way it could get any worse than that. I'm here to tell you, this is the game industry. Of course it can. <laughs> so, since this report came out, you know, people are wondering, what's Bioware got to say about this? They're, they're one of the good guys. Well, oh my God. Bioware released a blog post about this, about this story. And 
Uh, hold on. Let me find the quote. Uh, people in the industry put so much passion and energy into making something fun. We don't see the value in tearing down one another or one another. We don't believe articles that do are making our industry and craft. So, uh, fuck you, Bioware. Oh God, uh, you, I I lost you for a few seconds there, but basically, one just read whole uh, the whole uh, statement of Bioware saying, uh, it's basically a canned response. It's a canned response that no, was. Re- it's not a canned response. That's the thing. Okay, wait. Let me reread the quote then. Because so, you said you lost me. Right? It's we don't see the value in tearing down one another or one another's work. We don't believe articles that do are making our industry and craft better. Like fuck you, Bioware. I I mean, Jason Schreier already made a piece on Andromeda, so I think they already made this like months or weeks beforehand because they already expected the article to come. And it doesn't really address and... a lot of the the things that brought up. Like they preemptively mentioned about oh, there's no really crunch uh being implemented. No, not of the development team uh complaining about crunch. That's not the main topic. That was not the main thing. That's why I, I even I think Jason Schreier also tweeted about uh, the statement being released oddly quick, and implying that those guys didn't really read through what the article is about. But then, but by uh, by the way, no, this thing will come out. Here's but, the uh, thing, right? It's like if you're a shitty enough person. You kind, you can kind of predict what people are gonna yell at you about, so you just pretend. Yeah, hence the can response. Not, not like they've just made it like that. I get what you it's mean. Kind of, I get what you mean. When you're a universal, like when you're a serial slob on group projects, you have your excuses lined up already. Like, oh, I'm going hometown next week. Oh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the tune of BioWare's response, basically. Man, to say to blame the article, saying "Oh, you're ruining the game," you're like, "Fuck you, Bioware." That that is a terrible take. Like, hey, you talking on behalf of our employees that are too afraid to speak up? Like, yo, what's wrong with this? Like, fuck off, Bioware. Fuck off. Like, you know, I kind of hope EA gets them now for that. I mean, like enjoy the... your your shitty Warframe clone, and the fact that you'll probably never be allowed to make another good game because your shitty Warframe clone was a shitty Warframe clone. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, this wasn't like this wasn't even like it, if it was us breaking the story, right? Like we're nobody. Like I can see the the reason to be skeptic to to be skeptical, but uh. Yeah, what's his name? Adam Schreier. He's he's a big guy. Like you know, he is an investigative reporter. He comes out and says, "Hey, there's a problem," and your response is, "No, you're 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 making this a bad time. How dare you bring up grandma's cocaine addiction at her birthday party?" I like to mention that a lot of the good guys at Bioware is long gone. Like even the mm-hmm. doctors are not there. Anymore, he, they are gone. One of them making a beer company or something, or make videos about making beers. I don't know, but they are having happy lives. By the way, that you love, you before before the EA era is long gone. After Inquisition, this is not the by the way you know and love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
you know, that's it's this weird thing. Like, you know, I I hate this whole blame the media, blame the media uh, approach. Like, no, don't fucking uh, like don't don't shoot the messenger. Uh, we are angry for a reason. It's because you guys are ruining good games because profit, basically. Yeah. Anyways, that's a really downer news to uh to end on. So instead, I have prepared one last news story. Oh, okay. Prepare first. Uh, I have one word last uh for in term. Before yeah. this story comes out, I would just brush away in term. I'm just saying, I have no expectations from the game. I got excited a bit from the, my first impressions playing it. And then, uh, during the review of the Triton 500, I did try 4 hours of Anthem. It did not do a good job of uh, grabbing me. There are a lot of issues. But I think that's par for the course. It is expected. But now, now that this sort of stories came out, this has to be now most disappointing game talk later this year. This has to be. Just to put a message. <laughs> just mm-hmm. because of the whole debacle surrounding it. Now I'm disappointed. You could have been at least do a mediocre game just because of your incompetence. But this is much, much worse than I expected. This fucking asshole response. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our last news story, for the, our real last news story for the Florida man arrested for impersonating Nickelback drummer. And I just wanted to in. Florida, man. Listen, man, this is my new gimmick, is when the news gets too depressing, I'm going to whip out of Florida, man. I think there's a, there's a Florida man article for every day in a year? Probably. Yeah. That, Especially that now that... Ready for Florida, now man. That, yeah, that's where, I'm, that's where I'm at right now. Mm, that explains it a lot. 45-year-old Lee Howard Koenig of Port St. Lucie, Florida, was arrested on two felony fraud-related charges. Uh, he illegally ordered and purchased $25,000 in music equipment from Austria and did so by assuming the identity of Nickelback drummer Daniel Adair. Mm. <laughs> Look at this photo. In other news, Daniel Adair is glad that someone remembers a member of Nickelback that isn't Chad Krieger. Okay, mm. so with that ends this week. Uh, we just have the thumbnail discussions, I guess. Mm, nothing pop-ups. Pops up. Nothing pop-ups. Um, Ultraman with the katana blade again. Okay. Yes. Put the Ultraman. I want to put the Vault Hunters from Borderlands 3, but I do not know what context. But I'll put it there. Just for the... Mm-hmm. Just for the... For the clickbaits. <laughs> Just for the clickbaits, that SEO, that sweet, sweet SEO. Oh, man. Um, since we did that, uh, well, sponsor us, kid. How about put thing there, HRT? This could be you, sign. Can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, some, we need something F1 related here. There is a uh, Ferrari <laughs> logo spinning on this podium. Uh, I, can I just put a red bottle spinning or something like that? Uh, yeah, 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 that's, that's perfect. Red bottle, put a Ferrari logo. Uh, make it less ambiguous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, make it and more then, ambiguous. 
we, and we then, put uh, Charles Leclerc there. We put Vettel. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I guess oh we have to put in the World Cyber Games. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> we have to call it like the, oh, no, man, no, this episode. <laughs> this episode needs to be called Cyber Edition. <laughs> Hmm. We'll see about it. We'll see about it. And then that what's left is the well, plug your social links and what's coming up on gamermatters.com. Starting with Wam. Hey, so follow me on Twitter at Wamerol or chuck me money on Patreon, patreon.com slash Wamerol. Uh, if you do, I'll have more money to buy games and then I can review niche shit. Uh, nothing. Nothing, like, due to come out soon for me, I guess. But, uh, like I said, chuck money at me, and then and then maybe I'll buy stupid shit, and we can we can have some fun reviewing that. Also, uh, don't forget to sponsor, if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, you know. We should set this up a podcast. They brought the UI. Yeah. <laughs> we'll steal anything. We'll... <laughs> 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 no, nope. oh, I, 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 I chill for Ibada if it, if it's possible. <laughs> Ibada, please possess. Ibada. <laughs> oh my god, this is way too local for the international listeners. But yeah, support local. Support Didn't... local, man. Also, if you're a local convention, uh, and you have special interest panels, consider having us on. The yeah, uh, Daniel. Alright, uh, you can follow me on Twitter Clicky. That's F L four K Y underscore. And um, like the Borderlands character. No, not the Borderlands character. Okay, can we uh put a petition for you to put uh like as your DP picture on Twitter for one month or so? <laughs> During September. During September. During September, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. People will anticipate uh, your appearance on Borderlands 3. Oh, God. Yeah. I have nothing else to say. Oh, besides uh, Sultan of Johor having a car in the block by GT Asia. Mm-hmm. We, wish he, we wish them good luck again. Oh, yeah. For the luck of the dead lock, we have to wish him good luck. Don't let them go. <laughs> Remember bless. that time? <laughs> Man, recurring jokes coming by. Anan. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at azureazmuth, A-Z-U-R-E-A-Z-M-U-T-H and then you can DM me your imaginary stand name. Stando. Stando. <laughs> the rare plugin from Anan. And I have been a middle Macronus Ashraf. Uh, the Acer Predator Triton 500 review is up on GameMatters.com. Uh, we will be adding more... No, we will be covering more Bloodlines 2 or Borderlands 3 news as they come. As it comes, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. We have Get an the episode. <laughs> uh, the door is over there. Uh... Make sure to come come next time. Uh, yeah. Also, don't don't be afraid to like message us on Twitter for suggestions of topics, because I do quite like derailing this podcast with random shit. So, <laughs> send us any weird news, 
that that you want covering in because the games industry is depressing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just remember Borderlands 3. We have bats. You can pilot a mech. Yeah. You can pilot the mech. the episode already let us die <laughs> twice <laughs> yeah, so are we done do we have do we have an episode yeah that is an episode okay. yeah